everyone and welcome to the falcon and winter soldier after, after show, show. <laughs> right here on han talks first Ooh. i am han and hi. this is chris hi and this is our first falcon and winter soldier episode okay. we have recently done a wandavision after show and then every monday is the regular star wars podcast so this is a, a new show for mm-hmm. the channel and uh, we're using a new broadcast service, so if there's some hiccups along the way, Hopefully I apologize. Not, but let's try. Let me just check the... Mm-hmm. Audio levels. Okay, it looks like you can hear us. So, we're going to talk about WandaVision today. Hey, Max, how's it going? Hello. Did I say WandaVision? You <laughs> right. did. I'm like, Falcon I mean, Winter we can Soldier. talk about WandaVision if you want. I mean, just going to be a little bit weird. I'm sure we'll compare them. I'm, yeah, it is very different, though. Very yes. different. Yes. And... Um, yeah, it's a really simple show. If you're new here, welcome. We do this every Friday. We'll be back next week as well to mm-hmm. talk about this episode two of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And uh, every week thereafter for the next six weeks. And then other great videos on the channel as well. If you're listening on the podcast, welcome, Hi. as always. And uh, you can watch the video on YouTube if you're interested in going there as well. So the Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. just dropped yes. last night at midnight, or technically early this morning. And... It's Marvel MCU is branching out mm-hmm. in its television universe. You know, we just had WandaVision, which a lot of people loved. Huge, huge uh, fan reception in a positive way. Tons of people loved it. Way more than I thought they actually would. I thought right. I didn't really think it would be that big of a show. But. I'm glad, though. It seemed to be something very niche, and it actually showed to be something people really responded well to. So that's really exciting. Yeah, definitely. And now we're we're building into more uh, a variety of other shows as well. Mm-hmm. And this is our sophomoric <laughs> show of the MCU and we're going to talk yeah. everything about it today and um, I guess before we dive into uh, everything else I'll just read this bio of it real quick for those of you who are just joining us so w- Falcon Winter Soldier is of course a Marvel property it this follows the events of Avengers Endgame where Falcon and Winter Soldier team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities mm-hmm. and their patience it's going to be six episodes long and it takes place six months after Endgame and five months after WandaVision. Mm. So you will have to have seen both of those to kind of understand where we are. Right. The showrunner is Kari Skogland, and it is written by Malcolm Spellman. Nice. And mm-hmm. so that's a little bit about the show. And do you want to start off with what you thought about this first episode, just general? I Yeah, let's start general. I mean, we normally always do. I'm sorry. Um, I really liked it. It's very much more like what we're familiar with, especially with the Captain America movies. Very Winter Soldier, slightly Civil War kind of vibes that I got, which is makes sense because we're going back into those kind of characters and their theming and their like genre technically. I was so happy when I saw like the first shot is like a close-up of their ha- his hands doing something yeah. and it just looked just like... From like straight out of Winter Soldier, which right? is my it's, probably still my favorite so MCU good. movie, and I'm just glad they kept that tone because <laughs> I I was worried they would try and do something different. But right, I'm glad they're still doing that thriller, espionage type, yes. actiony. 
like there's definitely gonna be mystery but it's very different to like wandavision's mystery so it's not gonna be like oh my god theories about like who is behind it and like nothing's what it seems it's gonna be kind of like that but more in like a realistic manner more like winter soldier where it's like uncovering the layers of like corruption and like weird things going on things not being really fully communicated but something that i really like is because this is a post end game movie kind of similar to wandavision it's very much an exploration of like trauma and like grief and moving forward and healing we, we were talking about this before and um it just it's really cool to see how they're taking their characters much more seriously we're getting to know the technically side characters more for these shows yeah because they're very interesting characters and we normally just focus on like captain america's and tony stark's of the world yeah so it's kind of good to see that their perspective and we actually have more to talk about that as well later yeah more in detail how about you yeah. uh for me it, it was um it's it started off very strong yeah. with the uh, that really cool action sequence with falcon yeah. and the helicopters and the parachuters or whatever what are <laughs> the they flying called squirrels. the flying squirrels base jumping something i can't <laughs> i don't know what that's called gliding but yes anyway that whole opening scene was really cool i as it started, I was like, okay, this is more my speed for, like, TV mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And then it... It was and a then lot of action it, for, like, an opener, too. And then as it continued on, it was like, oh, this is, an, this is a drama disguised <laughs> as an action movie. Okay, maybe I won't be and into it that much. But I still enjoyed mm-hmm. all the dramatic elements. And the, the it, this show seems like it's going to be similar in the WandaVision aspect, a character study rather yeah. than just a silly action movie right. like the movies are. It looks like the shows are going to be obviously more character-focused, which is what television is, so that shouldn't be a mm. shocker to me. But right. I think there's still a plot, it's though. It's just going to be more like take its time to get there. No, no, I, I think that's better. I'm saying oh. because stories, uh, movies often won't have like, that much character stuff in it it's yeah, just it's about the story to, like, get to the certain point yeah and so this one like you said getting into the side characters which is great because uh for some people they would have never even considered getting mm-hmm. to know bucky or sam right. i for one wasn't interested in getting to know wanda but then as mm-hmm. i watched the show i was like wow it's actually there's a good story in there yeah and it's it's just because they haven't had that light shed on them yet mm-hmm. and now they're getting that opportunity to do so right and so i I think i'm gonna like the show i think i'm gonna like it more than wandavision i definitely like how it's written so far Mm -hmm. and that opening action scene was really cool and i'm excited to see more let us know what you guys think in the comments below or if you're watching live max says i'm surprised to say that but i liked the first episode and i really loved the introduction of buggy i think you meant bucky I, I was going to say, like, I really like how, um, like, you get to know them better. Because, I mean, feel, I feel like for Sam and Bucky, people see them as, like, one-dimensional. Like, oh, Sam is just there, and he's, like, Captain America's friend. And Bucky is Captain America's friend, but he's emo and brainwashed. So, like, people think he has no character. Right. When I feel like there's a lot to be studied there. Because in the movies, you do see that he is, like struggling with this like brainwashing and like programming that he's been going through he's suffered through what he's done he didn't want to become this person he feels like he is a monster so this is a show that's gonna show him getting past that because he has been with the good guys for a while now again but he still feels 
so bad and like regretful of what he's done so this is like his steps to get to fully be his own person and be Bucky Barnes again and for Sam like I feel like people just overlook him and think oh yeah he's got a drone and wings whatever I'm like that's so cool though <laughs> like he literally can fly what's, what's his little little bird called um, red red wing red wing yeah I love it's red so wing cute. that's my favorite I kept telling like Han last night that I just wish they had to add him like like or like like burp, droid burp. noises like maybe like a burp, like a little chirp but yeah, like robot like that'd be so cute to give it some kind of personality yeah because in the comics really it's a real hawk i think oh, like is? a falcon or something and then they made it a drum for either here or in a comic i remember being seeing a bird somewhere <laughs> so i think it's a real bird well that's pretty cool so i just wish they had to put it like a little like <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really cool mm-hmm and Josh, hello. He says, hi, Han and Chris. Good to see you again. How have you been? How's your week? He says, I definitely feel this will be a much more straightforward story than WandaVision. Sure. I think it'll get a lot more comedic moments once Sam and Bucky actually connect in the story. And I feel Bucky's list is going to be a huge driving force for this story emotionally. If any of you guys have watched Game of Thrones, I feel like Bucky's list is a reverse Arya's list. He's like, okay, I got to make things better <laughs> instead of like, I'm going to kill these people. <laughs> Like, it's like, well, I killed someone, so I gotta go say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, he's so sweet. I also, yeah, like, it's really funny. They're really funny characters, too, even though they're going through so much. Like, I feel like they added enough comedic moments, and they will more later on, especially with, like, the first trailer or so that dropped, where they're in, like, couples therapy. Yeah. Like, that was really funny, so I'm hoping to see them, like, be like a arguing couple and then be like not nah, we're like we are best buds <laughs> but still have like that little <laughs> yeah i'm excited to see them come together mm. at last yeah. and josh said red wing is a real bird in the comics oh, yeah. right oh so he so people can't hear because they just like hear their thoughts because i remember like some sort of talking but like i'm like the bird doesn't really talk does it <laughs> i don't know um before we get into like the characters and stuff, I just want to let everyone know that uh, this is. Um, I totally lost what I was going to say, but I've been having that. This is <laughs> it's one of those days. <laughs> um, this is the new Marvel podcast. As you can see, the logo above us. We're using a new streaming broadcast service platform. So, if uh, you're watching live, let us know how it looks, how it sounds, if everything's you know streaming okay. This is my first time ever using this, and it's a little different. I think it'll be beneficial in the long run, but um, let us know if there's any problems you can see. And at this time, I cannot highlight any of your comments. I'm going to work on that, so that way, in the future, we can bring you guys up on the screen as mm-hmm. well. But um, still, if you put something in the chat, we'll try and get to everybody as quick as we can. And what did you guys think of the intro? The artwork <laughs> is done by Chris, the little characters. And uh, I made the video, and I wrote the music for this <laughs> new this new show so let us know what you think it was we put a lot of work into it so we're excited to get the ball rolling i think this that music will be the official like for for any marvel thing we do because i i just like it so much and um yeah that was it so let's talk about some not to plug it but if anyone needs me to draw them or something (laughs) and everyone needs music uh rice crispy draws Go, I do. <laughs> go go check out her Instagram for that. She takes commissions, so if you need artwork, I'm so sorry. she no, do it. Plug as much as you want, and um, I'll tag it as well, so you can. Mm. Uh, if you need art done, head on over to her. So, 
Thank you for saying I really like the intro. And Josh, too. Um, so let's talk about the characters. Let's start with Sam, make our way through, and then kind of give our thoughts on everybody. So for Sam, I just want to start by mentioning I loved his introduction with the yes. you know the action scene, of course, but also... Like him getting ready to, like... Yeah. That's a flash forward to when he goes to Washington, right? Before he does the thing. Right. And then they go into the action scene, and then it's like, oh, here yeah. we go. Yeah. So I thought that was like a really cool fake out because I'm like, oh, he's getting ready. I'm like, why is he? That's not the suit he was wearing. That's the Falcon suit. And then the whole action scene happened. And it goes back to him getting ready to donate the shield, which is like yeah. a huge moment. That I really like that. Um, I like liked it and I didn't like it because right. one, I wanted him to keep it. Right. And but uh, he, he obviously this whole story is obviously going to run around mm-hmm. the idea of him. Taking the mantle or not, like identity, like and being deserving of it. earning it himself for right. his own personal mind. Yeah, um, but I, I like that he was wanting to donate it to a museum and yeah. not just pass it off. Um, right. I think that was a, a cool way to bring back in that Winter Soldier museum thing. Right. And but then I was really upset when they gave it to that guy. <gasps> Okay, we'll get to that. Okay, I didn't know we were going to mention this so early on, but oh my God, I was so pissed. I was so tired. I'm like half asleep and I'm like, no. <laughs> I felt like Wanda. I'm like, no. Can we go back? Can we go back? Can we go back? I don't like this. He's, he's the, the bee keeper. For, oh, for real? For I'm just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not this man. <laughs> Who is this man? I mean, we will to get into that, but. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was so sweet how, like, he, like, rationalized it. I thought, like, oh, my, like, he gave it to you. Like, Steve trusted you enough to do it. Like, he picked you as his successor to, like, take up his mantle. But he still feels like he needs to do something else. Or maybe he thinks that he wants to do something of his own as well. And that he doesn't know if he should continue that same legacy. Yeah, it reminds me of... um ray a little bit how everyone was like this is you take up the mantle of jedi i guess if that's what you want to call it and then like she was like i don't want any part of this (laughs) for like three movies i don't want any part of it and then she finally does at the end but she makes her own saber right maybe on on her own terms so i think that's kind of what's gonna happen falcon wants to do and then also in, in his introduction it had um colonel rhodes is it colonel uh I think, I mean, I just call him Rhodey. Rhodey. Rhodey was in there. War Machine. War Machine. That was really nice nice. to see because, um, well, I'll let you say it, the connection you made between them. Oh, uh, so yeah, I was mentioning to Han that uh, I thought it was really interesting how they paired those two characters together because normally in like their successors movies, they were like the friend sidekick or what, whatever you want to call it. And they both have lost that friend that was so integral to, like, their lives that they fought against and went through so much with. And it's just nice to see from their perspective what it's like to be the ones having to continue on and carry on. Like, Tony's not here anymore. Steve's not here anymore. But they are, so they can still make a difference. But they're also seeing how they can do things on their own way as well. Yeah, and I didn't pick up on that connection, the first time until she told me so i think that's a great they have a really connection middle, between them like yeah. common grounds yeah exactly and experience. so i think he'll war machine will definitely be back mm-hmm. and he was trying to uh tell him to join the air force right i think so yeah, yeah. i mean wasn't he fighting with the air force in the first scene or something uh, i think so 
when he was taking the other French guy from Winter Sleep? <laughs> um, I no the the French guy. Yeah, he was. It was an Air Force. But they mentioned something about the Air Force after. Oh, maybe they were. I don't know. I don't think because so, they were on the ground, but the other people, like the guy who they had hijacked the ship. Oh, I don't know. I think the driver of the ship. <laughs> I don't remember. Airport. I don't know. We watched it like it was at really 12 late. Forty-five <laughs> in the morning, so I had just come back from work. I'm like, uh, yes, Winter Soldier, Bucky. It was, it was <laughs> good though. We'll just, we'll just have to watch it again to yes, pick up fully. every little detail. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, those you want to you want to read some? Uh, yes. Just use the mic. Oh right. <laughs> okay. Blah, 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 blah. I think um, Bucky's list is going to be a huge driving force. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I went way back up. I totally lost where we were. Uh, yeah, the changes to Sam costumes. Yes, the colors look really nice, and it actually really looks like the like original drawings, which is pretty cool, but still making it like more wearable for like real life. Yeah, I like it too. That's what the MCU likes to do, which I hate when it's like a completely different thing that you can't even recognize it. But it's it's cool to see something different. But I like to adapt it more than just completely do something that's not related whatsoever. Yeah, and let me just say, um, Anthony Mackie, who plays Sam Wilson, is an incredible actor, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of people can see that. But I... he's he's nothing like the Sam Wilson character. <laughs> Like if you watch blooper reels or behind the scenes of him on Winter Soldier or whatever, he's a completely different guy. And I think his performance is just so good on screen. I've thought that ever since, was he first introduced in Winter Soldier? Yes. Since that one, I thought he was great. And I loved his, his like, yeah, it was Winter Soldier because mm-hmm. he, he was introduced <laughs> on, the, on the on your left. And I've always loved ever since that sam and cap's relationship and yeah. it's so weird to see him without cap because that's like that's when i loved him them the most and but i think that's what's going to make this transition to bucky even even more fun because mm-hmm. bucky also is kind of nothing without cap yeah. and so you have the two nobodies coming they together like to like all yeah and they're so like sweet. they both the had a completely <laughs> different relationship with captain right. and like they were I don't both know. I think, his best friend at this like different times of his life. So it's kinda crazy. And I think what this whole show is going to embody is that one scene from Civil War. Mm-hmm. Was it Civil War? When they're in the back seat mm-hmm. and they're like, Can you can you pull up your seat a little bit? And he's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> and then they both like nod their head when Cap makes out with what's her face? Sure. Yeah. And like that whole car scene is gonna be what this show is gonna be about. I can't wait. Yeah. Like, sorry, you can go ahead. Um, oh, okay, so somebody was mentioning that uh, Sam has a sister. So, yeah, we didn't know that he has a sister. The thing is, I don't think they've gone into, like, his personal life a lot. It's mostly just been him as Falcon and him as Captain's friend. So now we're going to be able to see that he does have a life outside of it. Like, he had a boating past. He's like, His family has struggled in the past before, which I thought was a really nice way to, like, say, like, hey, he's a superhero and he's been funded by like people in certain different ways but it's a completely different scenario than like the tony starks of the world like he didn't come from like money he didn't have this privilege that like people like tony have so he had to work his way up and he earned things through his own hard work yeah and that's that's another big theme i think the show is going to be based on is um 
the like uh, in relation to our world is the way we treat our military after mm -hmm. their their services which right. is when you're when you're in the army when you're in the national guard all that kind of stuff in america at least i don't know about uh, mm -hmm. foreign places but um they pay for everything they buy your house they buy your car mm -hmm. everything and then once you once you're out once your tour once your service is done they take everything back and you're you're left with nothing and you don't know how to buy a house on your own or right, a car and and with this situation it answers that question mm -hmm. on like not all the avengers are loaded right and <laughs> sam is just a regular guy mm -hmm. who just happens like the whole what's the quote uh to be broke and famous mm -hmm. like that's kind of what half the avengers are right. and we're finally getting into that and he's got real world struggles like trying to get a loan right. yeah. which is like nice to see because we can finally relate to someone right. and not just look at them as these omnipotent beings exactly like it's very human and very like yeah like i mean especially after last year like everyone can understand how being in that situation is like like even before that as well but like even more so now just because yeah it's really tough financially out there and how the blip also changed everything like they're like oh you don't have any recent income i was like yeah i was kind of dead <laughs> that made me upset because it's like, like they that's know what's, but that's what's like, gonna happen now like you don't have any income for the last year because we like, were in a pandemic and they're exactly people it's like real it's realistic like that's kind of what we're going a little through now. bit too real yeah it's so weird how it lines up right like I, the timing <laughs> is kind of creepy <laughs> exactly <Marvel> um, knows. <laughs> Uh, before we get to more of your comments, I want to talk about Bucky real quick because mm. I love. I think Bucky's going to be my favorite of this sh of this show, even yeah. though Sam's my favorite character. Mm. I think Bucky's going to be uh, my favorite for the series because um, I think Sebastian Stan is just oh, so amazing. funny. Yeah, he's like he has this weird, this unique sense of humor where he Very, doesn't like he doesn't deadpan. Like, yeah, he doesn't morph his face. He's not farce. He's he doesn't tell jokes. He's just his timing he's got, is yeah. really good. Like with the cat thing, that oh, that like, should oh not God, have so much. He's just like no. That's not a funny thing. Like, mm -hmm. but the way he did it, just kind of staring at it for a second, and he's like stop, and then touches it. It was like done in a real way. I don't, I don't know how to explain. I don't it, mean but... to go all art major on Bucky stopping the cat's hand, but I feel like if we want to overanalyze it, like a English teacher or like an art student, we could say that that's him being like, that's his mechanical arm and his like programming going like forward. And he's trying to like oh, stop shit. that. Because he's like, yes, right. Because the cat can Holy help shit. it. Because it's just like, that's how it's like made. What is that called? Manekineko or what? No, or, no, no. That type oh, of reference. Like allegory? Yeah, allegory. Metaphor. Something. Man yeah. That was really. Th yeah, that's exactly so what that was. No, that's good. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, because it yeah. was also like, on the left really hand. Funny and cute. Exactly. That's why it I'm was like, him. oh my God, it's him. He's the cat. <laughs> yeah. he. <laughs> Bucky's the cat. That's. He's like, oh, I want to draw that now. Oh my that's God. That's so awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> I didn't think of that. But anyway, yeah. Sam uh, Bucky is great, and he's also. Um, I loved him and his relationship with the old man because you think he's just oh he's cute he's got right. an old friend because I thought it but... was because they're like tem technically contemporaries yeah like they're both old men yeah <laughs> like old dudes just hanging out and they can relate on like I don't know hey do you like 
Ray Charles. I don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> like, you remember the blackout of 77? Like, right. Like, but then like it just gets really dark and sad and it just breaks your heart when they reveal like what their actual connection is. Mm-hmm. Because before for Bucky's list, all we see is like, oh, he got this person arrested for what they made him do. He did this like not hurting anyone, but like getting people held accountable for yeah, I thought it was it was so great. To, then you find out he's he accidentally befriended him. He was just wanting to kind of right. make amends with himself for the things he did, like killing his son. Yeah. And I kind of wish they'd have let that drag on for a couple episodes like because it would have been more, more like, heartbreaking. I it would have been like have that old man be like a main character. I but mean, maybe he need to come back because he kind of just he like, will come left. Back, yeah. I feel like he's gonna seek he's him gonna out and be him. like, hey, like. And then he's going to have to confront it because I don't think that he was a target. I think he was just like a bystander. And because Bucky's training was to leave no witnesses, he had to. Yeah. So I don't think he it was any ill will towards his son. Right. But it was just he had to do it. Yeah. And here's the other thing about Bucky. He's still the Winter Soldier. He cannot be unbrainwashed. So if someone right. says those magic words, right. he can still snap into something. So that's... I think that's why how Zemo will come into it, but right, can, he's gonna. Try he to, wasn't in this episode. But we can talk about him later, but he'll definitely come in later, and it's just gonna be. Yeah, and that's that's Bucky's flaw at this point, and yeah. also probably guilt, mm-hmm. and on top of what I was saying about um, this show being a reflection on how we treat our armed forces, it also is about their their PTSD and how they don't they don't really get the help they need. Mm-hmm. Bucky's getting help. Not uh, very that's good not really help, though. Ref- like, she's... Yeah, she's kind of a jerk. But... <laughs> I mean, maybe it works for him, though. Maybe that little tough love is what he wants, but... Maybe. At the same time, he's just, like, being... They're both being extremely passive-aggressive to each other. <laughs> With the notebook thing, she's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh said something... Uh, I'm sorry. Max said something interesting about that cat. The cat scene, I think, was based on the scene from Iron Man 2 when Tony wanted to stop that strange thing on Pepper's oh, desk. I it was very similar that. to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it it could have been a nice little homage to that as well, mm-hmm. um, but definitely about the arm thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go into what some people are saying here. Uh, let's go up. I have no idea where we left off. I like when he's standing in front of the Cap's poster, and one oh. of the Cap pointing at him says, "I want you." Is pointing to yes. Sam. I noticed that too. That's I really, really cool. I really love that because like... yeah, that was and the the whole composition of that shot was great. Right? The colors and it. Mm-hmm. It was that whole scene, that yeah. whole setting was how they use that lighting and the setting and like yeah. the transparencies with the logos, like and the juxtaposition of all the photos and of the like not like not just like propaganda posters, but like photos of Steve, yeah, stuff like that, just to like show how he was using like a propaganda tool, but also was a real person who actually believed right. in people's goodness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Josh also says uh, the shot of the shield superimposed over Sam's reflection is similar to when Steve looked at the soldier ad in the first America and he was too short to fit. It's the genius of Marvel to spend some time developing side characters now that they have lost so many heavy hitters. A great thing to point out, my friend. Um, I didn't I didn't realize that when I. But now that it makes sense, yeah. But he was superimposed over the shield, kind of implying that later on he will he will mm-hmm. take it on as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's really good as well. Mm-hmm. Max says, "I really 
like on the Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision, that side character are the main characters. Cool, yeah, so that's what Chris was talking about, and it looks like that's what will continue to happen going forward. But I hope that doesn't mean that they will remain side characters, like, as far as, like, they won't get more light in the movie, because, like, Monica from WandaVision, I, I really hope she's in Captain America, because hearing her discuss her casting on the WandaVision oh, the behind scenes. the scenes assembled. Yeah. It, she had no idea like when she was like how long she was going to be in this or who she was really being. Mm-hmm. She just hoped it was Monica. So it doesn't sound like she signed a multi-movie deal. I I mean, I think they will bring her back. I, I just, so. I, I mean, hope she's it's definitely going to be at least in Captain Marvel too. And so on and so forth. Yeah. And they haven't even announced that yet. Have they? No, they have. Oh, they have. Yeah, they have a little bit of a cast. They've cast the villain as well. And Kamala oh, they did? Khan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, the last thing I want to say about Bucky real quick is his dating life because I thought that oh. was interesting. <laughs> I just... <laughs> yes. Sorry, you can go ahead. And um, I, I just like what he was saying about trying to relate to modern-day dating, like the dating apps and stuff, and... <laughs> And he's just very awkward and doesn't know how to he's like, socialize. <laughs> and I don't know. Do you think she'll be back? Because he kind of just walked out on their date. I know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, go for it. Like, maybe she's a little bit too young for you. Because technically you're like extremely elderly. <laughs> right. So we did the math. Technically, technically by physical standards, he is 33 years old. Yeah. But... 106 I, as far I as the timeline goes that joke so much when it's like how old are you he's like 106 and she just burst out laughing he's like right he was like kind of sad he's, he's like, like i'm not lying <laughs> he's like is it really that bad <laughs> like am i i feel like like that one before like how old are you and they expect me to say like i don't know and then i'm like yeah i'm 25 and they're like <laughs> i'm just like mm. <laughs> or like being on tiktok and people be like mm. Like, I don't know. I just feel old sometimes, so I kind of relate, even though that's, like, an extreme case. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the the side characters of the side characters, <laughs> that being the the woman he was on the date with, Falcon's sister, <laughs> the his nephews, like, they're, they're all really interesting as well. Yeah. And I think we've been introduced to everyone that's going to be in the show already. Oh, we're... I mean, we're going to have a couple more because we have uh, Agent well, the, 13, like Sharon the lady, Carter, yeah, and, and we have Zemo. It's mostly going to be like villains. I meant like those that we don't know. Oh, yeah. I think we've got them all. Probably. While we didn't see the face of, what is it, Shankmaster? Sh- Flag Smasher. Flag Smasher. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. I'm like, Flag Smasher. Well, let's talk about Flag Smasher. The one of the, if not villain, the antagonist of this show. And... I don't know. Is this like, I just want to know if they're going to be like multiple threats that they're fighting because it's a six episode series and we have the Flag Smasher, Baron Zemo coming up. And then I think that it's going to be either related or another threat. This new Captain America. Yeah. I think that's not going to be good. (laughs) I'll tell you. Let me read what Flag Smasher is for those of you who might not know. And then I'll tell you my thoughts on what this will what I think will happen here. So uh, the Flag Smasher is a kind of terrorist organization whose members all wear black masks with a red handprint on them. And their leader appears to be Aaron Kellerman, 
who is likely rewritten version of the Marvel supervillain Flag Smasher. And in the comics, Flag Smasher's real name, Kari Magatheo, leads an anarchist group called Ultimatum and often clashes with Captain America despite having no powers of his own. Now, Kari uh, Skogland, who is the showrunner and director of the series, she has said, a quote here saying, this show is embracing the whole nation, that it's a slippery slope, and that villains don't always look like villains. You sometimes don't even know you're a villain until it hits you in the face. I mean, so, yeah, they think they're doing the right thing. I I think, to get off what you were saying, is um, the Flag Smasher organization is has small units all around the world. Mm. And that's how this show will go into the uh, worldwide global adventure that it says it will. Yeah. And Baron Zemo is the leader of all of it. Right. And that this, well, I'll talk about oh. the new Captain America in a second, but that um, uh, all of them will, will kind of like, it's kind of like Thrawn. Thrawn is this overseer of mm-hmm. multiple units among all over the galaxy in mm-hmm. Star Wars. So it's kind of, it's kind of resembling to that. Although none of these people have superpowers, which right. I love mm-hmm. because. Yeah, Except that guy had like a really strong kick. That guy at the Swedish bank. Was it Sweden? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. Like, so I think there's some sort of enhancement there. That is possibly the flag smasher. Kari Margathau. Got it. Okay. I think that if not being the leader, they're definitely influenced by Baron Zemo, and they're probably going to try to break him out, and that's where he comes in. Definitely. Because he was captured in Civil War, if I remember correctly. So I think that's what's going to happen. Also, very smart. Black Smasher organization, even though they're, you know, thinking that things were better in the blip and being just terrorizing people and whatnot. They're very smart with how they're, like, advertising themselves and, like, congregating with, like, a Pokemon yeah. Go-styled AR app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, go look for the little handprint on the walls. <laughs> like, I'm cool. like, that's really clever. Like, I don't want to be commending them for, like, radicalizing people in such a weird way. But, like, at the same time, I'm like... They know what they're doing <laughs> in let, a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me Not get through some more. of. I'm going to try and get through these really quick on your mm-hmm. comments because we um, are going to have to end the show here really soon. Um, let's see. Max says, I really like the Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, side character. We said that. Anthony Mackie was the rival rapper in 8 Mile. Against Eminem, really? I think so. No he was in a Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter that, yep. as well. And, Great um, movie. Oh, he was in Black Mirror. He was really good in that too. In that one episode, and with the Street he Fighter. is amazing. My favorite role he's in is the Adjustment Bureau with oh. Matt Damon. He's <gasps> fantastic. Really he's good. fantastic in that. I love him. I haven't seen it, but I think he was in Altered Carbon. Yes, he was. Netflix. I haven't seen that though. Well, actually, I, think I, I watched don't know. like a couple episodes. I never of it. saw it. But that's when he was a white guy, and I wasn't, I don't know. Max says, I love. wasn't a good actor. <laughs> Max says, I loved Bucky in this episode, especially the introduction. Introduction yes, was good, because I was so like, wait, good. what's going on? Oh, right. it's a dream or a flashback. Right. So. <laughs> I'm just like, hold up. No, no, no. He had short hair, and he's like normal now. And I'm like, nightmare. Got it. <laughs> oh, you're going to love what Josh says. The fact that his arm continued moving despite him stopping it shows he still doesn't have control over his former self. Oh. break me but yes that is oh so my true. god <laughs> it feels so good the metaphors <laughs> the metaphors feel so good it's oh so the allegory good. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> no, I, I really want to go watch that scene again. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat scene, oh, I think, was big. Oh, that? yes. Definitely a callback to that scene for sure. This production value was amazing. In no time did I feel like I was watching a TV show. It was film quality. Yeah, it was really nice. I think, yes. I think it was probably like shot and like done as a movie, but like in episode formats for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know how that makes sense or if it doesn't, but like it kind of did feel like that or like more like HBO, like kind of TV. Yeah. And I mean, look, luckily Disney is able to do that. Mandalorian, Marvel stuff. I mean, no other studio can really do that except maybe Warner Brothers with HBO content because like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. just all about the budget, which this this series has a budget of 150 million. That's half the budget of a WandaVision. But also lesser episodes. I, so now I kind of want to see like a Disney Plus or like Marvel or like Star Wars show with like a production similar to like Euphoria. That would be really cool. Like with those oh, like, yeah. angles, color, and like lighting. That'd be. So cool. I would die. <laughs> Josh says he bought her flowers, but she said it was old fashioned. Is it really that outdated to bring a girl flowers? It's not. But I, th- I thought she meant like, oh, you're like one of those like gentlemen of the olden days kind of thing. And also because, I mean, he is old and she doesn't know that he's actually old. Oh, yeah. Comment. Yeah. But I mean, definitely people still bring flowers. I mean. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> you can still do that, Josh. Don't worry. I yeah, do it all the time. It's really sweet. <laughs> it's it's I guess it depends on who you talk to, right. because there was this one time um, I got like yelled at for opening a car door for a woman. Because I was told it was rude. So it kind of depends on who you talk to. It just, it depends on how it's done and also like the context, I guess. Like for that, I think it was a little bit probably excessive. But I feel like it's good to be able to be like, hey, you can do things on your own. Like small details can be nice. Like for example, like, yeah, like little details like bringing gifts and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, oh, it's not like you're going to go ahead and buy yourself flowers unless you're looking to do that specifically. But if it's like, attempted to say a thing like oh don't do that i'll do it for you or expecting something else out of it as well like i don't <laughs> think that's really yes anyway let's get back into the show uh josh says i think mephisto is behind it all <laughs> or agatha all oh along my God. imagine that. <laughs> the old man mephisto it's like baron zemo takes a thing off he's agatha he's <laughs> now like and it's he's, all Ralph Boner. It, it's Ralph Ralph Boner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody was saying like Vision. was saying was telling everyone it doesn't matter. They were saying it's Bonner and they were trying to like say people Bonner. were dumb for say I don't know. It doesn't matter. He <laughs> said Boner. I know. It's Well, maybe he was just saying that like I don't know. It was some entitled person was trying to yeah. tell people they were wrong. Um I the I think the first episode, Falcon and Winter Soldier, looked pretty good. Definitely better than the finale of WandaVision. That didn't look good, in my opinion. I feel like that might have been just because it was like rushed, and they had to switch a lot of the yeah like, the script and visuals for that. WandaVision was uh, confirmed to be rushed and you know pushed ahead of their schedule. They were working during so COVID. Um, they they had a a very small window for their deadline they said it in the documentary they yeah. said they were trying to work with what they had and they had to like take some things out and and the director matt shackman said they took out a lot of monica's stuff right and Which, yeah so that's why short. we didn't get to see her he's he also said they took out a bunch of darcy stuff too so right we want a one to cut forget <laughs> about the snyder cut we want the one division cut <laughs> but i think you know similar to how Sorry, guys. So we'll wait for the camera to come back. There we go. Similar to how 
the Russo brothers have discussed this before with their movies is some things that didn't make it into the final movie like Endgame. The Russo brothers just did an interview where they said there were some deleted scenes that they didn't put in Endgame that they can't even talk about because Mm -hmm. they're going to reuse them for a future movie. So maybe we'll get that Monica thing as like a flashback or something and like um, some other scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Overall, I think this show looks to be um, a really good show. I I think it's going to be a slow burn, definitely more of a drama than an action film. But when the action hits, it'll hit hard and it'll hit good. I can't get so far, too. Yeah. I can't wait for the two leads to get together because I love their dynamic and essentially it looks like Sam and Bucky will have to put aside their differences mm-hmm. to try to work together to reclaim the mantle of Captain America and Steve Rogers' legacy. So what about you? Yes, because you went into that. I, I agree with literally everything you said. I just also wanted to comment because we didn't go into fake Captain America because I have a lot of feelings oh, that's about right. that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The disrespect. I'll let you do that. Oh my God. restroom real quick. Of course. No worries. I'll take over for a second and then you can we can talk about it so oh my god like the whole reason that like falcon donated the the shield was because he didn't feel like he was like like worthy at the time or like able to carry on the mantle and oh my god i just felt like it was so disruptive to just get some random guy especially after like looking more into the character and he's got like a really shady past i mean of course he would if he was willing to just go ahead and take orders and become captain america with no actual like training for it with no like moral compass of steve like nothing that makes captain america captain america like does he even have the super serum i don't even know maybe they made him one or he has some sort of other enhancements but i just think it's really the show is also going to have to deal with a lot with identity and because they didn't feel like either of them could have been like captain america at the moment they're going to have to they could maybe even both be Captain America. Who knows? Like, they'd be a Captain America team. That'd be pretty cool. The Captain's America. <laughs> Sorry, it feels weird to just talk here by myself. I'm going to read the comments. Kind of off the top, but I think the Russo brother will return for Secret Wars. <gasps> that'd be cool. I'd like to see them do Secret Wars. I just hope that it's done in a way that still doesn't, like, change too much of what we've had. Uh, like, establishing the MCU lore. Just because, I don't know. I'm back. Like, I, I like how they changed the scrolls and all that, too. And just, I like some of the changes that they've made for the MCU. So, hopefully, they can still stick to some of the storylines from the comics, but not in a way that'll devalue or completely recontextualize in a different like not positive light for the mcu sorry yeah yeah we were just talking i read the thing about secret wars and like bruce brothers coming back yeah i could i could hear a little bit um i definitely agree i hated that they you know he he wanted it that shield to be in the museum and then they're like nope we're gonna give it to this random dude who looks so weird in the outfit like he's got a big nose and his ears like jut out it's like he looks so funny this guy looks like uh brian russell right yeah, so we're pulling it up like, now. He looks like. Uh... <gasps> oh yeah, I know who that oh is. Oh my god, he no, was... he's great. He's from Overlord. He was in uh, Force Mujer, the uh, movie about the avalanche, which is fantastic. You guys should watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. This is Kurt Russell's son. You want to hold it up to the camera? Oh, my oh god. Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, with Goldie Hawn. 
This guy. I don't know if you guys so saw that's what Overlord. He looks like. It's a really good movie. Overlord's great. Well, that's what he actually looks like. He looks so weird with the suit, though. Yeah, he looks really funny. I feel like he could probably play an asshole really well, though. I will say that. Because, like, look at him. Look at this smug little bitch. <laughs> look at him. And, yeah, his character's supposed to be, like, kind of like a shady, like, do anything the government tells you kind of thing. Yeah. Like, not, not any questions. Have, like, a shady past. Yeah. And just... I'm just... I don't... I don't... I don't trust like that. <laughs> And uh, anyone who's watching right now, please like the He's video. It helps out so much. Mm-hmm. It helps the algorithm. Yes. And um, thank you so much for joining us live. Uh, as far as um, for the audio listeners or the visual listeners, I, last week I interviewed Yessi Rivera. She was yes. the first official Sabine Wren character from Star Wars Rebels. If you're interested in watching that, <laughs> go over there and check that out. It was a really cool episode. The highest rated episode on the show right now kind of shocking i didn't expect it but it, it was a great interview so thank you guys for listening to that mm-hmm. go check that out tons of other content on the podcast star wars every monday and now every friday we're gonna have marvel and can't wait to see how this show continues to go on uh me and chris will definitely be back yes. on friday next week at 12 p.m pacific what do you guys think of the time period is this a good time should we set it earlier later in the day let us know because we can we can always adjust to fit everyone's needs as well. Um, for those of you that join us every week, Josh and Max, thank you so thank much. You. you guys are awesome. Love seeing you here. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about the show except that I'm excited. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yes, I'm really excited to see where we're going to go from here, how everything will come together. Will this be different threats? Are they somehow connected? Is this just a big conspiracy? Is Mephisto? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or was it Agatha all along? Oh, my God. <laughs> when, like, will we see any flashbacks? Will, like, because people were, like, being like, hey, what if Chris Evans shows up? He still has a contract with Disney+. Plus. I'm like, I mean, maybe. I don't think so. But, like, who knows? But, like, I'm kind of really excited to see what they'll throw at us. What Sharon's going to be doing. Like, I just don't know, like, what her character is going to be different. Or if she's going to just be the same. What she's up to. How... Like, will the Flag Smashers bring Baron Zemo out? Like, how does he... How will this go down? What is U.S. Agent gonna do? Like, will we see him completely, like, destroy the legacy of Captain America and then having them to, like, bring it back to its glory? And, like, it's, like, actually more wholesome, like, like life? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that what we get... We get it soon. <laughs> well, we will, but I just, I'm so excited. So, why? Why? Um, <laughs> you're just cute. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, we ought to try and come up with an outro for these Marvel shows because on mm. the Hauntalk's first one, you all know, I say somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. I love that outro. Like, we need something for this. I was thinking maybe like we could do this all day. We could do this all day. If you guys have any ideas, we love you three thousand. That's a good one. If you guys have any good outro ideas, (laughs) we'll just end it on a snap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or we could do on your left. On your left, you're on my left. I'm on your left. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, We could do. Why don't we end today with? um, We could do this all day. We could, but we kind of can't because we've got things to do, and so do I. We could do this all day. But we'll see you next week or something like that. Yes. Okay, ready? That's good. Three, two, one. We We could could do do this all day, day, but we'll we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much. Bye.
Take care. We'll, we'll see you soon. Better at that. <laughs> and here is the lovely little intro slash outro again. And again, let us know what you think of the music and the artwork. We put a lot of work into it. So we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.